Welcome to another episode of Shropcast. I'm your host, Mark Shropshire. On this podcast, I like to talk about topics surrounding leadership, productivity, and technology. Today, we're going to be looking at our calendars and schedules. I recently had uh, an encouraging uh, mentoring session with someone at work, and they were struggling with managing their calendar and how to manage the fact that they just were in meetings all day long, didn't have any breaks, didn't have any time to really be creative and focus on uh, their work. And it's just, it is part of the nature of the job that they have. However, you still need to be available for people. So two things here. Uh, I mentioned, you know, having those periods of time where you block out and have openings in your schedule so that you can actually get important work done uh, outside of meetings. But you also want to make sure that you are available to others when they need you uh, or at least have openings when you're available. So let's talk about a few things here. It's easy for folks these days to just send an invite and here's a, a calendar appointment, right? And it's easy to just click accept. Um, I look at every calendar invite that comes my way. I look at it as a negotiation. I don't have to accept it. That's the whole point of the invite. It's fantastic. Thank you for inviting me. That's the way I feel. That's uh, Thanks for including me. But I do take a hard look personally at those invites and say, is what's the reason for me being there? Um, if that's a recurring invite, I'm really looking at it uh, sharply because if I'm booking myself out like for a weekly meeting from here out through infinity maybe, or what it seems, um, I am definitely not going to be available for my team when they need me during that time. I'm locking myself into that time. So one of the things that I do is I will actually turn it around and I'll ask the person inviting me, especially if they didn't really explain like the purpose. Um, is there, I know she invited me to a recurring meeting. Is there a particular topic that I need to cover? Is there something that I need to be there for, for a particular meeting? If it's just informational, you know, sometimes that's what comes back. Someone says, well, it's, um, it's, it's just informational. I wanted to make sure you knew it was going on and, and you had the opportunity to be there. And that's great. Like that's, um, I appreciate them thinking about me in that way and, and uh, having a desire for me to be uh, available for the uh, project. But what I'll often say is, tell you what, I'm going to decline that recurring invite. Thanks for letting me know. And why don't you um, just invite me to any of those meetings individually when there's a need? And just let me know at the time, like, why am I, why, why do you need me basically at the meeting? What can I do to help the project, help the team at that time? And what I found is people are 100% understanding of that. They completely still appreciate that I'm making myself available when needed. Um, and uh, it, it's always worked out. Never had a problem there. Um, we all are balancing schedules. So that's one thing. And when it comes to negotiating even single um, uh, occurrences of a meeting invite, I still want to look at you know the, the agenda for the meeting. Is there an agenda? What's the purpose? If it's just you know, you know, a bunch of people getting together and there's just a single topic without any agenda, I'm going to look critically and ask, what is this about? Why am I there? And I may even self opt out. You know, there may be, uh, it may be a situation where I know I need to have that time open to work on something else. It may be that I look at who's in the invite and go, there's a lot of other people here that can probably do and answer and talk about anything I would. So maybe I should let them handle this one and I'll pick up the next one. Um, so that still takes communication. 
I like to go back to the person sending the invite and explain, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that, you know, this other person is going to be able to handle everything. Uh, maybe they're another uh, leader on my team and they're going to be able to handle it fine. And there's really no reason for me to be there, but update me if anything changes along that way. You know, maybe after the meeting, if something didn't go the way they wanted or they have other questions or concerns and let's talk, but um, no need to have a lot of people just doubling up, um, you know, skill sets and things like that, where we can spread out as a team across lots of projects and scale that way. So it's all a negotiation when you get invites and it's all about communication. You know, I don't just, um, decline an invite and then, uh, you know, and, and, and act like, you know, I don't have any, uh, explanation for the person that invited me. I mean, I like to give them that information on exactly why I decline. And so they know, um, because they can't read my mind and they're not going to know. There's also times where once I understand what's going on at the meeting and, uh, you know, maybe there's a client on the call and maybe, you know, there's been some challenges on the project and there may be times where I just go, Oh, okay. That makes sense. I'll be there. So I find that really helpful thinking of, uh, media invites as negotiations and they need to be quick in those negotiations. You shouldn't spend a lot of time analyzing and thinking on this. This should, should be very quick decisions and you just move on and you may not get them all right. And that's okay. So something else I look at is blocking out time, chunks of time on my calendar to get work done. If I know I've got a deadline later in the week, if I'm just booked up with meetings, how do I expect to get that done? So what I like to do is actually open up my calendar and, um, you know, if I have some open time, block it. And then I do have to be defensive. I have to defend that time. I mean, unless something's on fire, so to speak, or something like that. I mean, I really need to leave that time open. And uh, that's part of that communication with folks that may invite me to use that time is I can just say, Hey, I've, I've got some deadlines and I need that time to close that out, um, close those out. And I, again, I've found that everyone understands that when you explain it to them, they've been in the same situation. And so never had a problem with that. Um, but it still goes back to communication and negotiation along the way. Um, overall, Maybe you just have over time accumulated a lot of meetings, recurring meetings, and just, you know, you look at your calendar every week and it's the same meetings over and over, same people, all that. Um, I think some techniques to help open up some space in your schedule to allow you, and really what we're all talking about here is making sure that you have time out of each day to work on the most important things that you should be working on. And that's not always going to be the most important thing for everybody else. It's going to be the important thing that you have. You know what's important and you know what your priorities are, or you should. And, and each day should reflect a chunk of time to be able to focus on those. So one technique I like to do is look at um, prioritizing maybe recurring meetings um, and maybe turn those into ad hoc meetings and just offer up to that individual. Hey, I tell you what. Um, I'm going to cancel these recurring meetings. Let's go ahead and just anytime you need me, look at my calendar, book some time. Let's keep it ad hoc for now. That's one technique. Another technique is when you look at it, if you've got a meeting that's booked every week and it's a half hour of time and you, you can see over a year how that could add up, maybe look at that critically and say, is that meeting worth a 30 minutes of time every week? Or is that something that could be done every two weeks, every three weeks, every once a month, once every two months? I mean, you'd be surprised. Um, when you really think critically about each meeting and the importance and what's getting done and the benefits, um, 
that you can really make some changes to your calendar like that. Um, it's it to me, it's about what I call meeting ROI. It's that return on investment from those meetings. And I try to put myself empathetically in the uh, position of the other parties involved and make sure that, you know, I'm not just looking at ROI for myself, but also ROI overall for the organization and for the uh, meetings involved. Uh, you know, and everyone that comes to the meetings that there is some return on investment. So, um, so that's a great way to open up meeting time is just to change recurrences, maybe not even have recurring meetings. Um, uh, the last thing that's a nice trick, I think, is don't assume that default uh, calendar invites, as far as durations of meetings, are accurate to what you need. Some calendar systems may default to one hour. Some may default to 30 minutes. And um, there's times when a 10-minute, 15-minute meeting is all it needs. You need to jump in, say a few words, make a decision. And the advantage of a quick 10 or 15-minute meeting at times can, is that if you're focused on one thing and getting in and getting out and having some decision and everybody walking away with like next steps and knowing where they're going, the real advantage to that is that um, more than likely you're having that meeting because if you were to try to have that same communication in Slack or in uh, some other chat system that you may use uh, remotely, that it would have taken twice as long trying to type out all that and explain it and you can't really get to the core issues quick enough. So, um, so short meetings can be highly effective. Um, and, and also, um, I know I said one more thing, but, uh, this came to mind too. I like to cluster my meetings together. So even though it's very challenging to make sure you end one meeting on time and jump to the next, and that's something I'm working on improving myself is it's really hard to close a meeting out right on time and jump into the next. And that's a personal area of, uh, for improvement that I'm working on. Um, but I do like the idea, though, aside from that challenge, I do like the idea of clustering meetings together, so which helps you open up gaps in your schedule to focus on other things and also to be available. Those gaps of time allow uh, team members to see that you have opening, to see that you're available, and uh, let's talk about that for a minute. So when we have team members um, that you feel responsible for, team members you want to be available for, it's really hard when they look at that calendar and see that you're booked up. So having those open times uh, is just great. So allow them to uh, grab hold of that time and send you an invite. You still can negotiate the time. You can adjust things. You can get more information from them on what they're looking for. But I love it when I have time in the day and I can actually jump on a call quickly as soon as somebody needs me, especially when it's a team member that uh, maybe reports directly in, within my department and, and I know that hey, if they're coming to me, they really have something important. They want to talk about something. And, and I just want to be available for that. So it's all about being available. Um, and, and there are times when uh, someone may even say, hey, I looked at your calendar and you look really busy, so I didn't want to bother you. Uh, just be ready to um, jump on that um, thought process. And just, you know, what I do is I normally tell the person, look, I do have a lot of meetings. It's part of my role. But you are a priority to me, and if you need a meeting, if you need to talk, if you need, you know, let me know what you need. Let me know um, uh, what it's about, at least a little bit of a heads up on what it's about, and I will make time for you. I always want to make sure that they know that I'll make time. Don't worry about, basically, don't worry about the calendar and how it looks. Let me handle that. That's my job. I'll, I'll move things around. I'll drop a meeting. Maybe there's a meeting I can drop. But the 
the thing that would um, unnerve me the most, I think, on that is not being available for team members, uh, you know, for uh, a time when they when they need me. And when you really look at it, it doesn't happen a lot where team members want you to drop things and jump on a call. Um, it's it's not like that's going to happen all the time. And so I know it's important. Uh, so I found that um, that these are some techniques that really help me manage my calendar. It's always in an uh, an area that can be improved um, for myself. Even uh, after having done this for years and years, there's ebbs and flows. There's times where it just gets crazy for maybe a week or so, and there's times when it opens up more. But um, it's always something I'm w- I'm working towards. And and I would kind of end it with you want to be become as efficient as possible with managing your calendar so that you're not spending a lot of time managing your calendar. I mean, you really want to make these decisions quick. You want to get uh, to the important work. You want to make sure that the meetings you have scheduled today are really important and throw out the things that aren't. It's not that they're not important to someone else. I'm sure they are, but you know, if you've got other people on a team, maybe they can pitch in. Um, but that's really what it comes down to is, is being efficient because that's not, I don't know about you, but that's not my role. My role is not to manage a calendar all day long. You know, calendar is a tool in my um, toolkit. And if I let it become, um, you know, something that drives me, then I'm not going to be able to uh, do the work that I need to. And, um, and so that, that's about it. Um, I'd love to hear maybe some tips that you have on um, managing your calendar and, and around that type of productivity. So if you have any of those, um, go check out my social media uh, networks at shrop.dev. I've got uh, links there to my Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, uh, and I think one other. (laughs) Um, But just seek me out on social and throw me a comment out there. I'd love to hear what what you do to help manage your calendar. Maybe there's some technology, too, that helps, but but we can dig into some of that in a follow-up episode. Well, I hope everybody has a great week. I enjoyed recording this podcast. Um, it's um, from, uh, it's recorded. I'm recording on a Sunday, so I want to get this out at the start of the week. And um, yeah, I'd just love to hear what you think about it, and and hope you have a successful week managing your calendar and at least improving how you manage your calendar. We'll talk to you next time.